Hello and welcome to another installment of CSO Executive Sessions Australia. I'm Ed Kennedy, the editor of CSO Australia, and I'm very pleased to be joined today by Gavin Ryan, Global Head of Information Security for Navitas. Gavin, welcome. Thanks, Ed. It's uh, looking forward to our uh, talk today. To start, can you tell us a little about your role? So I joined Navitas in 2017 as Global Head of Information Security. Uh, the remit initially was to come in and build an information security function and ultimately run it from, from that point onwards. It's important that I give a perspective to the role and also to the function by talking about Navitas, what we do. So Navitas is a global education leader. Uh, we've got students uh, all over the world studying at uh, many of our colleges. We've got over 90 colleges and staff operating in 24 countries. So we're a large organization, and uh, with this comes many cyber challenges as well. What can you share with us about Navitas's current goals in the cybersecurity space? So our current goal at Navitas is, is really to build a function and to run a function that is fit for purpose for our business. Our business, as I said earlier on, is, is a global business, so we've got regulatory requirements that are very much different from location to location that we operate within. So our cybersecurity function really needs to be adaptive to that um, and those requirements as well. And also the threats. So the threats in each of the countries that we operate within are different. We need to be able to identify those threats quickly and put in appropriate controls to mitigate those threats down to a level that is acceptable by, by all within our business. 2023, of course, follows a very, very eventful one for cybersecurity in 2022. How would you reflect on the year that was? 2022 was certainly a year that uh, illustrated to all that no organisations are immune from a cybersecurity attack. Within the profession, ourselves, as CISOs, we know that it's a matter of when, not if. By that theory now and, and statement is really resonating with a lot more people outside of the cyber profession, which is a positive. How do you see 2023 shaping up for cybersecurity in the months ahead? So 2023, unfortunately, we're going to see a continuation of cyber breaches. We've already seen that one significant one out here that's uh, been published. And if we look at, uh, you know, say the CrowdStrike uh, 23 Global Threat Report, They've already indicated that there's many more adversaries that they've identified. With an increase in adversaries, is going to become an increase in, in attacks as well. Um, I also believe that we're going to start to see a lot more of uh, data breaches come to light and identity thefts as a result sorry, of those data breaches, So, which is not a great thing. Um, but it's something that people are going to have to work through. And I think that's not just going to be re resonated with 2023, but beyond. One other thing I, that I believe we'll see in 23 and, and beyond as well is organizations going on what we call a data diet. So really trying to reduce the amount of information they're collecting and maintaining for the primary reasons of reducing impact of a breach should it occur and the impact to those individuals if their data is exposed. When it comes to the Australian cybersecurity landscape, what pleases you about its present positioning? I'm really pleased it's been a proactive response to the activities that happened in 2022 in that uh, internally within organisations, people are starting to ask the right questions. 
and externally we're now seeing at the Commonwealth the development of the cybersecurity strategy, uh, which is obviously moving us forward as, as a country in this space. But for me, most importantly, is what's happening internally and, and the change in the types of questions that have been asked who size those of organisations. What concerns you about the Australian cybersecurity landscape at present? What work do you think remains to be done? So for me, whilst it's positive having a strategy in place, a strategy is only a strategy. Um, we don't realise any benefit of a strategy until we deliver it. So from a positive perspective, we can deliver that strategy that, we've, that is going to be near completion in a consistent, united way across Australia. All organisations, private sector and public sector, will benefit. If, as happens in other organisations and strategies become uh, you know, additional priorities override uh, the strategy, then we'll lose momentum. And that does concern me. I've lost momentum that we've got at the moment. And also another concern for me is that how the public sector versus private sector adopts the execution of the strategy. If there's inconsistencies, we're going to actually potentially go backwards rather than moving the dial forward. Improving cyber training processes in-house for staff who may only be with an organisation for a short period of time is a particular interest of yours, Gavin as well as the improvement of necessary information passing from one staff member to another before they transition to other roles in workplaces. What more can you tell our audience about the value of getting it right in these areas? Absolutely. So you're spot on, Ed. Uh, cyber awareness training for me is a passion um, on many folds. So as CISOs, um, increasing the awareness about staff reduces the likelihood of compromised accounts. We know that compromised accounts result in data breaches. And on the flip side of that, if we can also educate our staff to uh, be safer online at home as they are at work, then we're actually adding value to our staff outside of just making sure they're more secure here. And in addition to this, Ed, I would also go as far to say that cybersecurity awareness training should be extended not just to staff, but to family members as well. And I say that, that could be family members, whether that be their children, their husband, wife, partner, whatever the case might be. But we all work in hybrid environments these days, and staff that are working in a secure environment at home are going to be only beneficial to those in my position and many others in the organisation. I understand you've also a particular interest surrounding the raising of awareness and education among our youngest Australians concerning good cybersecurity practices. Can you tell us a little about how that interest arose? I, I certainly can. So this for me, as I, I'm a father and I've obviously observed my, my children's use of technology and, and no disrespect to the older generation, myself or yourself, they're as savvy, if not more savvy than, than we are. But yet we continue to see uh, all their schooling treating them as if they've got no idea about technology. I've observed sheets of paper with passwords, writing down the passwords. Yes, this makes it easy for primary school teachers. Little Johnny forgets his password, but it's only creating bad habits for these individuals as they move into the workforce. And one thing we are doing very well as a, as a country and beyond is around cyber uh, safety 
for children, which I believe is extremely important. We could do more work. But in addition to that, I really believe we could add to the stream cybersecurity so that we are teaching our children how to be secure so it doesn't reside with people in my position to start to educate them when they enter the workforce. To do that, we really need to provide teachers, schools with the material that they need to be able to educate the students. And one prime example is today, just coming into work, I sit next to the individual on the bus and the individual pulls out a laptop and just starts working away. I saw everything they were doing. Um, I hope they do well on their, their law exam, which is coming up. But, uh, yeah, just, just, but that's a habit. But that generation needs to be online all the time without any awareness of the security implications of being online. Following on from the last question, what steps could be taken to drive positive action in this space? I mentioned briefly in my previous response that we really need to educate students from day dot. And to do that, we need to empower our teachers with the material they need to educate the students as well. So we are working very hard on online cyber safety for our children, which is really good, as mentioned previously. But let's build in cyber security now and have teachers educate our students from a very young age. Let's not see little Johnny using the same password over and over again and little Johnny's sister knowing the passwords that she can log on to the device. Let's get these behaviours right from the beginning. What insights would you share specifically with other cyber professionals keen to learn more from another professional in their field? That's a good question. And so with uh, this, for, for me and many others I've seen work well is that organisations need cyber champions within different parts of their business. So that could be in the marketing part of the division, the engineering part of the division, finance, HR, these are the people that are going to drive the SISO's messaging uh, that what we're trying to achieve as an organization, along with your C-suite. But also, they're the individuals that give you those little nuggets of gold to help us do our job, to uh, increase the ability of us to do our job. For example, Gavin, we've got a little bit of rogue IT happening over here that I didn't know about. That helps me. So these cyber champions, we all need to take this on board. But in addition to cyber champions, I've seen work quite well is that sometimes these individuals go, you know what, I actually really enjoy cyber. I want to move into the cyber field. And by moving into the cyber field, they're breeding experience, say, for example, from HR. So they're breeding that mindset into the cyber team. We as a, you know, leaders in cyber need to be educating these individuals and supporting them in their transition but it's going to benefit all of us as well because of the fact that we have this big train and uh, on the cyber skill shortage. And with that last question, that brings us to the end of the conversation here. Thank you to those in our audience and Gavin, a special thanks to you for taking part in this chat. Thanks, Ed. I really appreciate talking with you today. Just as this has been a great conversation here, please keep an eye out for another instalment soon of CSO Executive Sessions Australia.